Hello, moms, and welcome to another episode of Moms Using Homeopathy. This week, I'm going to play a replay of an interview I did a long time ago with Sue Meyer for our group. It is a great interview for those who are new to homeopathy. Sue has a real passion for helping moms learn to use homeopathy. If you haven't caught her podcast, I highly encourage you. There are over 80 episodes, and they are just full of so much information. Um, You just can't get enough of those podcasts. It will keep you busy forever, and it's free, which is so wonderful. So you want to check that out at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. And, of course, check out her website at homeopathyformommies.com for a lot of great resources. She has a fantastic VIP section with a ton of printables available. And of course she has online courses available as well there for a very affordable price. And, um, you will want to go and check those out as well. So without further ado, here is Sue Meyer. Why don't you tell us about how you got started in homeopathy, uh, in the homeopathy for mommy show and, um, just begin there with us. Okay. Well, I actually tell my story in my book, so I don't want to be too boring. (laughs) But but a friend, actually a homeschool friend, he I didn't know he's a homeopathy. Handed me a remedy, I used it for mastitis, and it worked. And I wanted to know more. And so everything progressed from there. And then the show (laughs) is so funny because I found a group of friends, and we all started like homeschoolers and. You know, friends and homeschoolers, and uh, it's a group of about ten of us ladies. We got together. We'd start. We would study together. And anyway, in the course of all that, I had started putting together all my notes for all my books. I was reading Kent, and when I, as I read Kent, because I had several books, but um, Kent made the most sense to me because he brought the whole picture of the whole remedy together for me. So I was taking all these notes, and as I, I started taking these notes. My friends got wind of it and they're like, oh, I want a copy of your notes. And I says, well, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea because my daughter-in-law is very interested. And my daughters would just call me, my daughter-in-law, she wanted to know more. And so I says, yeah, I was kind of thinking about this for my kids. So anyway, so then I I printed copies of my notes and I'd give them to my friends. And that just kept progressing. After five, it was like four reprints. (laughs) My friend, she says, oh, I have a publishing friend in Florida. Long story short. She sold a publishing company and now she has ultimate homeschool radio. And she's like, Sue, she goes, this is awesome. I have you. So she had me down there. I taught a class at her home and she was laughing because she said, I teach people how to sell things. She says, she goes, how, how many books did you sell tonight? And I said, well, I don't know. She goes, you sold to every single person. No, you sold 110% tonight. So she wanted me on her show. And um, I said, no, they came here because they wanted to buy a book. She said, Sue, they did not. They came here to find out about homeopathy. And she said, you're so passionate that you just, you know. So she wanted me to do a radio show. And so I did. And actually, she's become a very good friend of mine now. <laughs> and I go see her. And um, she, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. So anyway, that's how I came to do the show. And I have to say, it's a lot of work, but I really enjoyed the feedback because like I told my daughter-in-law, I says, you know what? I, I actually listened to one of my shows again the other day. And I says, people need to know this stuff. It's just bare bones on homeopathy, how to take care of their families. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep plunking away. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. Now tell me about the style of homeopathy you use. Cause there's a lot out there. There's people that do the, the, the Banerjee methods and the different, the classical methods. which, which style do you use? 
I'm very classical. Okay. okay? I'm, I'm very, very classical because it works. Yes. And it, it, that's, that's the tried and true 300 year old form of homeopathy. I'm familiar with every other form of homeopathy and they all have their place as well. Right. It's just that for acute classical always works. So, yeah. okay. you know, and like when I'm doing case taking, you know, um, I have to admit, you know, I go in a little bit of a different direction because there's so many new remedies out there. Um, but then again, that's, that's another, another form of training. Right. So yes, classical always works for, for acute. Gotcha. That's kind of what we're talking about here. <laughs> right. Okay. So the, the thing that we wanted to focus on for this group, this video is just kind of basic. I've had a lot of questions on the group about dilutions, uh, water dilutions, how to dose, which, um, which potency to go with. So let's just start because you're, you, we talked about doing a demonstration of how to do a water dilution and how you do a water dilution. So can you show us your demonstration of a water dilution? Okay. I will tell you, um, when I went to seminar, um, there's so many forms of homeopathy out there, like you just mentioned, that there are homeopaths that will send a water dilution home with their clients and they'll say, okay, I want, and that like be like an LM potency. And that's for chronic. Okay. So the thing is, is like, if I'm doing an LM potency for, for a client and it's like, you know, say LM three or whatever, I'll have them take one teaspoon a day, for instance, for a period of time. And then they might up that. So that's totally different. And that you would get from your homeopath. Um, When I use a water dilution, it acutely, um, like I'll use a glass jar. Okay. And I actually had a water bottle here too, but you can use any water bottle, plastic water bottle. You asked about glass or plastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do use a plastic water bottle if it's for like the day. If it's something I want to keep for a period of time, I always put it in glass. Mm-hmm. And we were taught by the doctors in India that you can keep a water dilution in the refrigerator if you succuss it at least three times, up to 10 times a day. Um, you know, 10 succussions. You can keep it in the refrigerator for a whole month without adding anything to it or without changing it, and it will stay good. So, when I have a sick child and I want to use essential oils and I want to use other stinky things in the house, um, before I start using the essential oils, I will take a, a jar or a water bottle and I'll fill it half full with, you know, my distilled water like this <laughs> and I'll put a pellet in there. Okay. One or two pellets. You can even put if four fall in there. That's fine. And then you put the lid on and you succuss it, let it dissolve and succuss it at least three times. And then I'll give the bottle to the child and they take one teaspoon doses. Okay. One, one teaspoon is a dose for an acute situation. You can even a less than that. Even if the child is too sick to put it in their mouth, you can actually take a little bit of water, put your finger in it and wet their lips or put it in their mouth. That's sufficient as well because their body's going to read that. You can also take a water bottle and just one squirt of a water bottle is also a dose. And I do that, like I said, when my kids are sick with the flu and things like that. If you want, some people will ask me, can you combine remedies when they're sick? And yes, sometimes you can. If you look in the book and see if they're, if they're not going to cancel each other out, you can combine them. If they can cancel each other out, make two water bottles or three, depending. Because there are some remedies that are perfectly compatible. Actually, they're very complementary to each other. But you just have to look in the book and see which ones they are. Um, for the thuya and that self that we talked about for the canceling immunizations, 
Mm-hmm. I also do this, and it's what I call the fourth dilution. And this is what confuses people so much because what happens is um, when we start nullifying the harmful effects of vaccinations, sometimes we can have a severe aggravation. If there's been a lot of suppression, you can have aggravation. So what we do then, I had one lady call me and I was telling about this on my last podcast and she calls, she goes, okay, Sue. She was the first week there was nothing. I noticed nothing. And I, that to me, that's always a bad sign because that means the suppression is so deep. The body's not willing to give it up. So she stopped for the eight days and she went back on it. And then all of a sudden here comes this headache and she says, what can I take for my migraine? Am I talking too fast? No, you're doing great. Okay. You're doing great. What, what can I take for my migraine? She said, and I said, nothing. Just stop taking the three net salt and make a water dilution of each. Because at this point, you don't know for sure which one it is. It's probably the thuya that's causing the aggravation, but on occasion, it's the net salt. So you take two quart jars or two pint jars, fill it half full, and you actually can take your, your, your water, you fill it half full right to there. Can you see me? Yeah. And then you put one or two pellets in there, put the lid on, suck it, Okay. Then you take and pour all of it out except one teaspoon. I mean, if you really want to get technical, you can take a teaspoon out, hold it and pour it all out, put the teaspoon back in, pour the water back in um, to half one cup again, put the lid on, succuss it and do the same thing. Take one teaspoon out, take a lid off, you know, pour it out and do that four times. The fourth dilution is usually what it takes. I've seen it go to the fifth dilution but then you start taking one teaspoon doses of that. And what it does is it doesn't cancel the remedy, but it slows it down. Because what happens is the vitality or severe aggravation, the vitality is not strong enough to withstand the body cleansing. And so when you, when you slow it down, it just takes care of that aggravation. And then the body can start healing in a slower pace. So I know it's- Sounds weird, but it's just amazing how it works. So that that makes it that makes a lot of sense with the vaccine. Now, what if you had an aggravation from any other remedies? Let's say you you took something for allergy, well, maybe a headache or something, and it got worse. Is it the same similar thing, or is well, it just for the vaccine? If you took a headache and it got worse, you basically want to cancel the remedy. Okay, <laughs> it was it was the wrong remedy. Yeah, so. Okay. In a case like that, Nuxomica is, is usually sufficient. Right. Um, or you can take the camphor. But, you know, like say, um, if you're working with a homeopathic doctor, they'll usually give you the correct potency. And right. you won't have the kind of aggravation that, um, you know, we're talking about. Once yeah. in a while, you know, even though the language is there when the homeopath takes the case and the language is, is right there and they say you need a 1M or you need a 10M even, you know, it's like, wow. The aggravation can still sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. So right. then you can go ahead and slow it down. Yes, you can. And most homeopaths will tell you that in advance. Okay. But usually they know what they're doing and it, it won't be so severe that you need to slow it down. So that's more for like chronic type situations. It's not necessarily for acute. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So for that makes sense. Yeah, for an acute situation, you almost always have instantaneous, I feel better. Right. I have this sore throat two weeks ago. I was literally up at two o'clock in the morning doing the research, trying to figure out which remedy I needed because nothing that I thought should work was working. And sure enough, I found a remedy and it's like, huh, weird. I started taking it and instantly I started feeling better. And so I was sick for about another 12 hours, but it was constant just to get better. And it was just 
it's like, and I've never used that remedy. It's, it was so funny, but, okay. but yes, I just instantly started feeling better, even though the healing still took 12 more hours. Right. Okay. So you, even just a little bit, you knew you were on the right track. Yep. Yeah. Your mind always feels better. Yeah. Uh, when it's the right remedy and it's an acute, you always feel better. Even though, even though, you know, the symptoms of the fever might go up or, you know, the, the whatever, the kid still thinks they're feeling better. The, the patient always says, oh, I'm doing so much better. And you're like looking at them thinking, no, you're not. But yeah, <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. They really, if they think they're doing better, they're doing better. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So let me ask a couple of details just in case. So we, we clarify first for the liquid. Is there a specific amount that you have to do, or could it be any amount? Like if you're using a different jar, um, like a, a water bottle, do you fill the water bottle half up or hold up and shake it, or does okay. it matter? Okay, good question. Um, Hahnemann taught that you could never dilute a remedy so far that it wouldn't do some good. So, for instance, I actually did use a combination remedy for my horses. To, to warm them. I do it every fall and every spring. We use two remedies. I use two combination remedies that, that complement each other. And I would put it in a quart jar and I would fill it all the way to the top. And then I would put like four or five pellets in, succuss it. And oddly enough, I would leave it under the tree for two weeks in the shade. And, but every day the kids would go out, they'd succuss the jar 10 times and they would pour in two tablespoons into the water trough. And then they would take the hose and they'd, you know, select really rustle it around and they'd stir it all up really good. And that's how we warmed our horses twice a year. So you can, you know, as far as a water dilution, as far as a water dilution, there's no limit. There really isn't a limit. Um, Cause like when, if you're doing, um, if you take a big spray bottle, like um, organic farmers will do this. Have a one quart spray bottle, put a couple pellets in there to cuss the bottle and they'll walk down and they'll spray the animal's noses. And that way all the animals can be immunized for, you know, whatever's in the barn or whatever they're being exposed to. Or if they just want to, you know, the, um, the weather suddenly changed. So the farmer wants to make them aware of the fact that, you know, bad weather's coming. So it seeps up the vitality against a particular disease or the flu. It's just amazing. And that's what they do. So, so you cannot dilute it too much that it won't affect some good. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so there's not specific. You have to do six ounces. You have to do four ounces. There's nothing. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. But I will tell you, I give people specific directions because otherwise they just sit there and they go, now what? <laughs> 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 so I give them specific directions. I have one daughter. I'm not joking. She's so funny. She'll say, if I have her sub do a substitution, she'll throw the whole batch of cookies away because she cannot, <laughs> she cannot substitute anything. And you know, there's really a lot of people running around out there like that. And so I just laugh at her. She's like, mom, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> and so I just give specific directions to save myself a lot of trouble. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Definitely. Okay. So succussing, how many times do you succuss? Does it matter? Does it matter how many times you do it? Can you increase yeah. the potency by succussing more? I mean, how does that work? Yep. Okay. The reason we succuss is because Hahnemann said uh, any any tincture, any liquid, any pellets made from a, a true element, whenever you succuss it, it alters the potency ever so slightly. So if you succuss it three times, you have to succuss at least three. You do three times, it's slightly different. 
You can go all the way up to 10 times. He said, don't go over 10 times because you're kind of, you're changing things. Right. But 10, up to 10 times. That's a radical change. We call that a radical change at 10 sessions. Okay. So I usually do three because I just want small increments. So we're taught three to 10 sessions. So yes, it is slightly different. Okay. That's good to know. So when you think about potency and, and you're thinking about, because I've heard this question, but people have asked me this before. When you're thinking about potency and you've got the 6C and the 30C, can you increase a 6 dose to a 30 dose by succussing yourself? Um, in theory, I suppose you could. Um, I've never had a lot of luck with changing potencies. Um, that's why we do LMs. Gotcha. LMs is a deeper healing. I just have all potencies on hand, right. you know, like I have everything from some, some remedies go as low as a three X. Some of them I don't buy, I wouldn't have lower than 30 C. But if I'm in question about a potency, I like a six C or a 30 C. Um, if, if I have the, my rathers for like, um, I'll have a 12 X or a 30 X, a six C, a 30 C, a 200, a one M. I usually have all potencies on hand. Right. But you know, I deal with a lot of people. Right. So but for my personal kit, I like a 30X. And in, like, if you go to Europe, you know, in this country, they're getting a little bit carried away. They're telling people that you can heal acute illnesses and things like that with a 200 and water dilutions of 200s. And I'm like, I'm just like, really? You've got to know what you're doing if you're, you know, if you're trying to cure like a, with a 200. But in Europe, it's a 30X. You know, that's the standard potency. Gotcha. And, and I really like, like I said, I like a 30X. Um, a 30 C you can, and then two hundreds for little, a lot of little kids, things like that, or emergency situations. Okay. That 200 is really nice because it touches the mind very quickly. Gotcha. To start. Gotcha. So the, like more of a, uh, so I know a lot of people use Ignatia 200 in situations where there's extreme grief or depression or things like that. Um, that yeah. You don't really need it. Yeah. Um, unless you're, you're really, really have super high vitality. Gotcha. But for the most, most part, um, I'll tell you the story of, um, I got a phone call that a friend of mine, her daughter had died and I was actually at a seminar in Portland and I was with two other friends and we were, um, studying it. We actually had gone up there to study the uh, protocol for cancer. And so we were, I think on day two or three of the seminar and we had lunch break and I got the phone call that my friend had been unplugged. And I just, I just start shaking. I, and I'm not an I'm emotion. I'm an emotional person, but I, I've only one other time in my life I can remember that I cried hysterically. That was when my grandmother died. I was the only person I ever knew that died my whole life. And, you know, like my adult life. Uh-huh. And I started, I started sobbing. I was sobbing so hard. I couldn't even tell my friends what the phone call was about. And so my other friend, Pam, she runs over and she gets remedy. She comes over and she goes, Susie, head back. <laughs> head back. She dumps a remedy in my mouth. And literally, as soon as I got my head back down, I went, oh, what did you give me? <laughs> and she said, it was Ignatia 30C. And wow. I just, it just sucked that sadness right out of me. I was able to tell them what happened. I was, you know, I was still sad, but I wasn't hysterical. And we went on, I went back to seminar. So, um, you know, and I was able to process that, that emotion. Then it was, it was just otherwise, because it was, it was a horrible, horrible event that this young lady had, had to be unplugged, you know, and, but anyway, so 
Yeah, Ignatia 30C, and I was pretty young, and I was still pretty vital at that time. <laughs> well, it's really interesting because it's hard for us to get out of the Western medicine mind, the allopathic mindset, you know, like you take more, it's more powerful kind of thing. But I've noticed that when you have something acute, the lower, like 6C or 6X really does better than the higher. So it really, I mean... That, that's a big choice because I initially when I started out I thought well 200 C if I get 200 C tip then it'll work faster but that's not necessarily the way it works. No, no. Well, and like I said, if you want to touch the mind, it's okay to go to 200. Right. But like I said, in, in my situation at that time, 30 C worked awesome, and for the most part, if I had to have a kit of 30 C or a 30 X, 30 C or 200 C, I would first choose the 30 C just because it re, your body reads it both homeopath and medicinally and homeopathically. And then I would probably go down to a 30X and then I would go up to the 200C. Gotcha. If I had no rabbits for kids. Gotcha. Okay. So the what is the difference between the X and the C? The X is one drop of tincture of like, say, say I'm making a nat salt, one drop of nat salt tincture to nine drops of distilled water right that's an x right the c is one drop of tincture to 99 drops of this of water so and then it's the cuss and that's a, that would be a one c or a one x gotcha. so it's way far more diluted right. in the potency gotcha. so it goes deeper into the system so the body literally reads it internally before it reads it externally if you have a 200 or a c versus an x Gotcha. And that's your body, your body will read almost instantly. Whereas C, the mind reads it first, processes it, and then the body will read it. Gotcha. Okay. Because I can tell everybody, you know, the thing is, is we don't stop and think about the fact that our mind has to process every single thing that we're exposed to all day long, whether it be temperature, hunger, you know, everything we experience, our mind has already processed it before our body feels it. And so you know, like you say, a 200, yes, for shock, for trauma, a 200 would be great because it, it touches that mind first and then the body can heal. But like I said, the 30 C for Ignatia was plenty because the C itself was enough for the mind and body to read it almost instantly. Gotcha. So okay, more is not always better. <laughs> right. right. This, and it makes a lot of sense. It, the more you get into it, the more you see, okay, now I got to shift my whole thought because this is completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of. Oh, it's even the vitamins and, and nutrients and minerals, you know, more is not always better. And so like, even with essential oils, people say, well, can I put them on directly? And I said, well, sure. It's, you know, like if they're talking about a particular oil, it's not a hot oil. Yes, you can. Right. But the only thing is, is the body actually absorbs it more efficiently if there's a carrier oil. Right. So you know, that, there again, in that sense, more is not always better. Right, 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 right. Okay. Let's see. Let me check all my questions here. Now, okay, okay. So water dilution's in the fridge, right? It's okay to keep them up to a month, that you said, correct? Yep. Okay. So it's custom, it's custom every day. It's like like Dr. Chatterjee said, it's like the ocean, you know, it's always moving things. So um, you know, of course there's salt water and yields too, but even just the movement will keep it, you know, healthy and vital. So every time you take it out and take a, a dose, you want to suppress it first. Exactly. But the thing is, is even if you're only taking one dose a week, 
you know, you still want to stochastic it every day. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so someone was asking about keeping it outside of the fridge at room temperature. Is it more effective that way? Does it not matter if it's cold or room temperature? Um, actually, we never discussed temperature at, okay. at, um, at, at seminar. Okay. But like when my kids are ill, they just carry the bottle around with them. I don't even bother, you know, because they're not going to be taking it more than two or three days anyway. Right. So um, I don't bother refrigerating it at that point. Okay. But it's not like you have to make it and then put it in the refrigerator within a certain time frame. Right. They can have it out right. all the time and use it. And okay. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Oh, and I know another question you had was um, distilled water, spring water, tap water. I usually use distilled water. I usually have it on hand. Okay. Okay. Um, but if I use spring water or tap water that's been purified, I still usually boil it. Okay. Just so, and then I cool it down to room temperature again, just so that there's no intrusion. Gotcha. Because, you know, even though um, homeopathy is, 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 is extremely versatile and things like that, you still can't take too many precautions. And like, when I tell people don't ever open your homeopathic remedy in the presence of strong odor, that's not just essential oils. That's your coffee as well. That's right. kitchen odors. You've been, you've been looking in the kitchen or bathroom odors. Don't open your remedies because you can cancel them. If, especially if it's a real sensitive remedy. Yeah. And people are always asking me, you know, and I said, you know what, if, walk out of the house, walk back in. If you can smell something, don't open your remedy, go back outside and open it. Especially if there's been a lot of sick people in the house because right. you can cancel them. And I've had, I've had my daughters, they'll say, mom, this remedy, I don't think it's working. And the thing is, is that very well could be true because they have, they usually carry the remedies or their, their first aid kit in the diaper bag. Yeah. Change the baby or give the baby, a remedy. you know, who knows exactly what happened. Right. And so I'm, I'll just tell them, just throw the remedy away. I'll give you a new one. Yeah. And um, they'll tend sometimes leave the diaper bag in a hot car. Mm-hmm. If you if your temp if your remedy reaches 140 degrees or more, consider it no good. Just just consider it no good. Yeah. And so it, those remedies are sensitive. I've never found that cold. Uh, I know the homeopathic world will say that cold remedies. Uh, you know, if it's too cold, that that'll cancel them. We live in Minnesota. I've left my remedies in the vehicle before, and I've never had them cancel if it's cold. Heat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I've got a remedy and it says on this remedy that you have to take five. Yep. Is this true? You have to take five of these or can you just take one? <laughs> okay. The reason for that if, is FDA mandates gotcha. that they take three to five because they want you to believe it's medicinal. Right. One pellet. You could crush one pellet or dilute one pellet in water and that your body's going to read it. So, but like I said, you have to remember that, and the FDA mandates that they put on that little bottle, people say, well, I don't have, yeah. I don't have this, so I don't have that. And I'll say, ma'am, I could take, and I could write a book this big about each and every remedy. And so, you know, how can you put, how can you condense that into three or four words? Right. Again, FDA mandates that they put that on there and right. they want you to believe that that's all it's going to fix and that you have to take that many pellets. Right. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Okay. You go through a lot of this stuff in your podcasts because you've got a, a podcast on potencies. 
you have a podcast on, you know, the, on vaccines, you've got, you've got a ton of podcasts out there. So, um, once you, let's talk about the trainings that you're offering and just go ahead and wrap up because this is a, I think we've covered a lot of information and we'd love to do another one down the road, but I thought it would be good to have like a foundational, because I know in your book, you talk about the process of, of healing and you really lay out, okay, this is how you take a remedy and you really lay that out in your book. So that's definitely something that is going to be very helpful to people if they get your book. And um, let's talk about the trainings that you have coming up on your website. Okay. Well, I've been teaching for several years now. I actually, when I wrote my book, people would say, Sue, that's a wonderful book, but I still don't understand homeopathy. I say, okay, well, let's get together and talk about it. And so that's how I ended up. And it would, we would get together six hours. It would take literally six hours to get through the book. And that's gone at a very, you know, breakneck speed. But anyway, and so as it turned out, I did end up teaching um, more extensive classes. And the funny thing is, is most of my best students were RNs and massage therapists and, chiro- well, chiropractors even, <laughs> occupational therapists. But they're the ones that, that really want, you know, to be able to take care of their families the way they know they're supposed to be taken care of. Right. So when I was getting ready to open the store, Felice, the ultimate homeschool lady, you know, she's, she's so sweet. She's actually Italian, brilliant woman, kind of <laughs> very, very um, impress- impressible. I, I, I don't even know how to say that. She, she made me think that I needed to do this for the good of the people because they need it, Sue. <laughs> and so before I even opened the store here, I sat down and I recorded my book just as if I would be standing in front of someone. And I started at the beginning of the book and I went through it in 10, 10 different settings. Mm-hmm. And um, so I try to tell people, because I remember back when I was trying to learn homeopathy myself, I couldn't find one place that taught me how to actually use homeopathy, that taught me what these remedies were going to be good for. It was trial and error, I swear, for 15 years. And so when I started this and I wrote the book, I tried to lay it out in a format like that. Of course, homeschool moms, they they do that anyway. So that's how I tried to lay it out. I know it's not a perfect science, but most people actually pick up on it very quickly. Um, They'll, like you say, there'll still be a few questions that, you know, they weren't unable, they were unable to process. But other than that, it was, it's, that's how, that's what I did. And I, so if you have the book, the hard copy, it's awesome. Cause then you can take notes because I say things that might not be actually in the book. You know, there might be another story or something like that, that you can relate to later. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, when I, when I teach classes, usually everybody has a hard copy book and then they write in it and then they'll put up their little hands and they'll say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What was that again? <laughs> so it's kind of fun that way. Cause you can go through it that way. So that's great. And I, you know, I have the ebook on my phone and okay. what I really like, huh? I see you're a step ahead of me. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, don't know how to <laughs> I like that. I want a book too, because you know, as power can go out and your battery can go out and you don't have anything and you want to have it accessible on the book. So I do want to get a book, but I have the ebook for right now. And I, I really like being able to search. I can go on here and I can do a little search in my Kindle app and actually find what I'm looking for. If I'm, if I need to find, um, cough, 
You know, I can search cough and it'll pull up everything on cough. So that works really good. But one of the things I really like about what you do that is different from the other books that I've seen is that you go through each remedy and I, I actually put on there what antidotes the remedy, what complements the remedy. You talk about how to, the order to take things because sometimes if you take a remedy before another, it cancels it out. But if you take it after, you know, it complements it. So you really go into that in depth whenever you talk about the different remedies. And then after that, you actually talk about um, chronic illnesses and situations and injuries, and you have each section on that. So it's a really handy reference that way, I think. And, uh, okay. that, so. I'm glad to like it. And I've I know I, you know I've listened to the the stuff too because I'm 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 helping you set set up the trainings and stuff. And the, the training is you just really talk through the remedies in the training, which was really good, I thought, too. Okay. So it's, it was really helpful to do it that way, too, to really okay. you told stories too, about the remedies and situations. So that really helps, yeah. you know, solidify it in your mind. It does. It helps drive it home. And people will say, like a lady came in the store the other day and she started talking about something. And I told her the remedy. She goes, how do you know that? And I says, oh, you will, too. Once you've used a remedy, you're going to remember it. And it, that's what it is. It's so true. It's so true. You just remember the situation that you use the remedy in, and you remember feeling better and saying, oh, my gosh, I feel better. Exactly. <laughs> so it's and just. You might have to go back and look at the remedy again. You say, what was it I took, you know? Then right. you remember. And I tell moms, I says, okay, you'll, you're going to remember what works for yourself. But if you have more than one child, write down what you use for that child. Yes. Because don't rely on them to remember what the, you say, honey, what did I use? What did we use for you last time? Don't remember, don't recall, you know, yeah, it's not on their memory, write it down. Yeah. And I actually, when we did, when my family did the three net self, how many years ago I had, I actually kept really good records. Yeah. And then when we moved, I lost my book. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm going to find it again. And when I finish unpacking, it's only been two and a half years. <laughs> I assume I'm going to find it. And because they were, it was just so funny. I would just laugh at the symptoms that each kid would develop or I would develop or my husband is like, you know, yes, like, wow, that is so bizarre. Yeah. But that's, you know, and, and it's important to know those because that's their personal weakness. You know, that's what their body's been suppressing. Yes. So once you know that, then you can start keying in on their remedy very easily. Mm-hmm. That, see, that's a good topic for the future is determining. Yeah their remedy you know what is your remedy kind of thing yeah. I, that's that's really interesting so that'll that's, really deep. <laughs> that's another day yes. <laughs> so tell us your website my website homeopathyformommies.com okay did i get that <laughs> we have you have trainings there a new training going up this week and okay. then you have a ton of podcasts that are just super informative. You can get it on your phone and listen to it. And your blog is getting rolling. <laughs> okay. Right? Yep, we're working on it. We're working on the blog. So it's getting <laughs> going. All right. So that was Sue Meyer with homeopathyformommies.com. And in my 
everyday life, I am a web designer and social media marketing uh, expert, and I have been helping Sue with her online trainings. And she's got one that is now live on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, available. It's a crash course in homeopathy, so I encourage you to check it out and uh, see all the great things that Sue has to offer in her training course, and she hopes to offer more down the road. So you guys have a great week. If you have any questions, any follow-up questions, I know you can uh, contact Sue at info at homeopathiesformommies.com, and she will be glad to email you back. Until then, I'll talk to you next month with Mary Aspenwall from California. Um, she's going to be giving us her perspective on some homeopathy, um, and we'll be glad to have her then. So have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.